in this uh, video, I want to talk about the holidays. Hi everyone, I'm Jennifer Caleri. I'm a child and family therapist and a parenting coach and the founder of Connected Parenting. And welcome to the Connected Parenting Weekly Podcast. Join me every week and we'll tackle everything from temper tantrums to bedtime to sibling issues to teenage angst. Parenting can be so wonderful, but it can be so hard. Parents often say to me, hey, can you just come live at my house? This is the next best thing. Let's do this together. So the holidays can be wonderful and they can be warm and they can be lovely. They really can, um, but they can also be really stressful. So kids are tired, they're sugared up, they're excited and excitement doesn't always um, feel great in a child's body. Sometimes it just feels like excess energy that they have to diffuse. Um, there's a lot of expectations. There's a lot of um, worry, you know, are my kids going to behave at dinner? Are they going to be embarrassed in front of my in-laws? Are they going to be rude when they get a gift they don't want? Um, are they going to handle their cousins? Um, what's going to happen? So there's a lot of stress around that. So I wanted to talk about that today and give you some really strong takeaways. Um, so the first thing you have to know is the children we worry about most at the holidays are often gladiators. So these are children who are exquisitely sensitive. They have really big feelings. Um, they're often kids who have a very strong idea of how they want the holidays to go and they've got it all figured out in their head and they're super excited about it. Um, and then when one thing doesn't go the way they wanted it to go, they can completely fall apart and take the whole family down with them. They will often sabotage big family events, which causes parents and other family members to be on edge um, during these moments. So that's the first thing. The second thing though, is they're often afraid of themselves. So they know they have the capacity to, um, to blow things and to get really mad and to ruin things. And um, you know, in some of our anger and our frustration, we say that, we say, oh my gosh, can't we get anything ever go right with you? Why do you always have to ruin everything? We do say that to our children sometimes and we don't mean to. Um, but it comes out and so they know this about themselves and we don't have to say it. They know it. They know they're the ones often that blow it. Um, so what happens is they often become quite worried themselves. Am I going to do this? Am I going to be able to get through this? Am I going to get through this night? How, what if I don't? I'm just going to, and then that anxiety builds to the point where they're just, you know what? I'm just going to blow this. I'm just going to ruin it because I can't stand worrying about whether I'm going to do it or not. And so they often sabotage and it really does look like sabotage. So there's a few things that we can do to make this a lot easier. The first thing is really front loading. So if you know that you have a child that really has difficulty in these really big family events where they get overstimulated, there's a lot going on. You can be front loading the person who's um, hosting the event. So if it's your parents, if it's your in-laws, if it's a cousin or, or a sister, you can just let them know, hey, you know what? Our little one tends to get really overwhelmed and gets kind of overstimulated. And you know, we may have to leave early or we may have to go down to the basement and just have a quiet moment with them. We may be moving in and out in order to make sure that the evening goes right. Um, you may also have to front load the family and say, you know what? We can't stay past a certain time. You know what? Some kids are really flexible and they can go with it and they can stay up late and they can have a blast and some kids can't. And the kids who can't will um, sort of ruin the night for everybody. They may ruin it for their siblings um, and you'll pay a price the next day because they're exhausted and nasty the next day because they're so tired. So you may have to be the family that leaves early. That's where your calm technique comes in. That's a technique I talk about in the webinar and all of my work where you're, you know, really kind of mirroring saying, oh, you put so much work into this. You've done such a lovely job. You had such beautiful things planned for this evening. We're really sorry. We have to leave at 9.30 or we're going to have to leave at 10 o'clock or 8.30 or whenever it is. Some kids just can't be flexible. And then you're also front loading the children that that's the time that you're going to be leaving. 
Um, also, you can make sure that your parenting doesn't change that much. So you're not parenting that differently at your in-laws house. Um, because if you do, if you're like, first of all, your kids, you're not invisible. Your kids can see you. Um, but they also know, hmm, I have some power here. I'm really, I'm really making mommy scared here. I'm really making daddy nervous here. So I have a little bit of room to see what I can get away with. So you want to be really confident. You want to really follow the connected parenting method, which is where you're attuning, you're connecting, you're using the calm technique first. Listen, I know you're having a blast. You're having such a good time, but you know what? You're being really loud and this is what we're going to have to do. So you're going to have to either calm yourself down or and then you come up with some kind of consequence or maybe some kind of structured moment where you go outside and you have a little walk or you sit quietly in a room somewhere and have a snuggle or you, um, I don't know, tell them stories about other, you know, Christmases or Hanukkahs or Thanksgiving dinners past um, just to kind of regroup to get them to kind of reset and then they can go back out. Um, you want to be neutral, really neutral. Um, usually in public settings, we're more of the stop it kind of kind of approach um, rather than yelling or getting really angry. But that's not neutral enough. Like you, you that's that's too pleading. That's like please, please cut it out, please. Whenever you're sort of pleading with your kids, um, they're gonna look at you and go, hmm. Well, she's asking me a question. I could say no to, so no. Um, so you actually want to have that neutral, that sort of rock solid sense of like, hmm. This is really important. You need to be listening to me and you have to believe yourself. So if you have a moment of, oh, they're probably not going to listen. Oh, this is probably not going to go well. Oh my gosh, I know what's coming. Um, if that's your energy, your children have already picked up on that. They're going to pick up on that. Um, and uh, and they're going <laughs> to... They're going to take advantage of that is what's going to happen. So you really have to be whatever happens, whether it goes south or not, I can handle this. I've got this. Um, and that's a really important energy to bring to the dinner. Um, what else can I tell you? Oh, give them a script. So especially if it's something where there's gift exchanges, one of the things that can happen with kids like this is they get so upset if it's not a gift that they wanted or, you know, had an idea of this, something they hoped they were going to, or they already have it. And then they can have such a reaction to it. They can get so upset. Um, so actually give them a script. So what can you do? Sit down and say, hey, what happens if you get something you already have or something that you don't like or something you think is for a baby and you're not a baby? Kind of talk about those things and then give them a script. So they can say to their grandmother, oh, thank you so much. Thank you for thinking of me. This is really nice. And then exchange it later. Or if it's a special, you know, uh, I don't know, snack or dessert that, that someone's made that they don't actually like, give them the script. Oh, that looks so beautiful. It looks so delicious. I'm so sorry, Grandma, but I don't actually like lemon, right? But thank you. Like, give them the script. Don't expect them to think about it on the spot. That can really, really help. Um, managing expectations is a really big part of the holidays. Being able to keep things short and sweet whenever possible. Make sure there's not too many things going on in a day. If you And sometimes you can't do anything about that. Sometimes there just are big events going on in the day and that's where you want to have little moments where you take them off by themselves just to have a just have a cuddle or hey let's go look at the snow falling out the window or let's go have a little walk around the block or come and sit with me for a minute. It doesn't have to be negative. It doesn't have to be a consequence. Um, if they're getting out of, really out of control though you want to have a contingency plan. You want to have a plan where Either one of you goes home early with one child or they will have a bit of a reset or timeout in another space in the house and then come back. 
Uh, you can give them a sort of three strikes, you're out. You've got three chances to do that. And then after three strikes, you got to go home. Um, I know that's really hard to do and no one ever wants to do that. But staying when it's well past what your children can manage usually just ends up making everyone feel awful and everyone feel uncomfortable. You can also, if you're not too far away, you can go home and come back. Um, it doesn't have to be super final. Um, you know, there's, you can give kids an opportunity. Sometimes they just need to feel that that limit is there and look to you to know that you're actually the alpha, you're actually in charge, which means not being out of control or not pleading or begging. It means having that really nice neutral place in the middle where you are in charge. Um, I would make sure too that they have food first. Sometimes what happens is if you're going for a dinner and you want them to eat their dinner, you know, you're getting ready, you're traveling there, whatever you're doing, and they're hungry by the time they get to the dinner. And that is a recipe for disaster. When kids get hungry, they either get nose talking and they're complaining like this, or they get angry or sometimes aggressive. So make sure you've got the three bite rule going. So every hour and a half to two hours through the holidays, they're eating a protein. It can't just be crackers or, or you know, an apple, or it's gotta have a protein to it. There are two, um, there are two brains in your head. There's the limbic brain, which is the you know fight or flight brain, and then there's the thinking brain, the frontal lobe. The fight or flight, sorry, the fight or flight brain uh, feeds on sugar, carbs, quick fixes. Um, that's its fuel. The frontal lobe feeds on protein. So that's why these kids get so wild sometimes when they're hungry. So make sure that they get a protein and make sure they've had a little bit to eat before you get to the meal. And that will actually really help stick to bedtimes as much as you can. I know that's difficult during the holidays, but as much as possible, try to stick to bedtimes. And if it is possible, try not to have two late nights in a row. If you have um, more than one child and your other kids are fine with staying late, um, you can either have a compromise in the middle or you can have a system where one stays a little bit later and one goes home with a child that has more difficulty. And you can set that up in a really loving, beautiful way. It doesn't have to come across as a punishment. Um, the holidays are, are really a wonderful, wonderful time, but we often have to manage our own expectations. We, we really get frustrated at ourselves when you think, oh, we spent all this money and it's such a beautiful time and everyone should be happy. And you know, this is horrible. Why are our children misbehaving? Um, and that can really, um, that can really upset us. So we have to understand that um, behaviors don't take a holiday. <laughs> they don't go away just because it's Thanksgiving or Hanukkah or Christmas or whatever beautiful holiday you're celebrating. Uh, they go with you. And so managing your own expectations can be a really, really big piece of this. Um, remembering too, to always connect before you correct. Always connect before you correct. Make sure that you're using the calm technique with everyone that you're interacting with over the holidays. That really gets the oxytocin flowing, gets them feeling warm, gets it. That's the medicine. That's the medicine. And when the communication is good, then your kids are going to tell you what's wrong instead of show you what's wrong. And that's the best present of all. Hi, I'm Barrett Kaleri from Connected Parenting. I hope you enjoyed our podcast. And don't forget to check us out on the web at connectedparenting.com and like us and follow us on Facebook.